Thanks for tuning into our podcast. We love having you here, and it's our mission to bring you all the latest and greatest tips, skills, and know-how to make you the best that you can be. We know that you have it in you, and we're going to show you how. Now, now, let's get started. Well, hi again, everybody, and welcome back to Anti-Bullying 101. These podcasts are designed to create awareness about the bullying epidemic and provide teachers, administrators, parents, and even students information about the dangers of bullying and why we have to take a comprehensive approach when dealing with the problem. My name is Jim Burns. I'm your host. I'm a retired high school administrator with over 40 years of experience in education. Currently, I'm a college instructor, and I've designed the Bullyproof Classroom, a graduate course that provides my students with permanent help, not temporary relief, as they battle the bullying epidemic. Today, we're going to take a look at some of the reasons why kids get anxious. Okay, this is the question I've had for a long time. What causes anxiety? I mean, we all get anxious once in a while, right? Things get to us and we get anxious. We either start to worry or fret or we have episodes where we have almost fear that we can't identify. And you know the feeling, you get that knot in the pit of your stomach and you, if it gets bad enough, you may have a panic attack or something like that. Now, up front, I'm not a psychologist and I'm not a, I'm not a doctor, but I do do some research and I do do some digging and I have my own suspicions why kids get anxious. I mean, you take a look at a kid, he, probably, he may come from a great home environment, fed well every day, looks pretty good, groomed, parents seem to have it together but yet they have anxiety, unresolved anxiety. And I'm not talking about high school kids. I mean, by the time they reach high school, if they've, if, they'd have, uh, if they've had anxiety for several years prior to that, the anxiety's pretty bad at that point. I'm talking about little kids, kids seven, eight years old, you know, and they come to school anxious. Now, when you look at this just for a minute, and you take a look at some of the, the causes, and, they, and they're, you know, there's different things that, that absolutely can cause anxiety. Stress is one of them. And usually as kids get older, stress from a personal relationship or something like that can bother them. And kids, you know, when they're involved today in school and they're seven, eight, nine years old, there's a lot of drama that they have. Girls and boys, there's always something going on. They're starting to rat each other out. Uh, they're starting to uh, uh, tattle on one another. They're starting to talk about one another. 
and they're starting to key in on each other's weaknesses. And this is where bullying comes in. When kids start to feel as if they're being bullied, they can become anxious when they have to get into a social situation with some of the kids that do bully. Now, it can be genetic as well. And by that I mean it's kind of like wrapped around your DNA. Maybe mom had anxiety, maybe dad had anxiety. And we have to start to evaluate at that point the nature-nurture thing because maybe you saw dad or mom with anxiety and you saw how they reacted in certain situations and, be, and you watched them and you use that for a model in terms of how you're going to handle certain, they may, certain situations. They may have had a financial problem. Mom and dad may have had an argument. There may have been issues with jobs or there may have been issues with you know, uh, outside activities and so on. And so how mom and dad managed anxiety can be, or managed problems, can be the way that you manage problems and kids learn to manage problems and they come to school anxious because they see this is the way it, it's supposed to work. To them it's become their new norm. And sometimes kids can get sick. There can be medical issues that are related to anxiety. You know, you're, you're, if you've been through traumatic experiences at home where you've had difficulty, certain things can become a trigger for you in the outside environment. And with kids, when they get to school, they've had difficulty at home where there's been trauma or they've been yelled at or whatever the case may be, they bring that anxiety in the school with them. Now, as kids get older... And if they were involved in any illicit drug use, substances, whatever it may be, what will happen is, is if they withdraw from that, they're going to get anxiety as well. And, and that could happen in their early teens. It could happen in their mid-teens. But it could happen. Withdrawal from any substance can cause anxiety. The problem that we have today is that our children, older children, are using the illicit substance to save the anxiety. That's what's going on. So they're using some um, opioid to take care of how they feel. That's what's happening. How, how they feel will we'll be saved with the anxiety will be saved with the opioid. And that's a bad spot to be, and we all know that. Now, let's take a look at this in terms, and it, you know, probably this is far simpler, far simpler than we could ever imagine. And I have my suspicions about anxiety. I truly do. I mean, I feel anxious, and I and I want to make make it make you aware that you know anxiety is not bad at certain levels. A small amount of anxiety is not something that should be a concern because it's normal to feel anxious 
when taking a test or maybe when performing in a school play. And you expect kids to get nervous when they go to the doctor. But when they, they start worrying and it, and it is absolutely disproportionate to the situation, that's what we have to consider. See, there's a certain amount of discomfort that goes along with life. And anxiety is one piece of that. We get anxious, and and sometimes in unknown situations, and kids will get anxious too. And we sometimes we need to stop looking at it like it's the most horrible thing in the world, because some of it's normal. If I have to do something that I've never done before, I'm going to be anxious. If a kid has to start school in September, and he's, in, and he's going to start kindergarten or the first grade, he's going to be anxious. But if, we, but if the anxiety grows to a point where it is almost um, something that is just it is too big and too difficult to manage, that's when you've got to take a look at it. Now, I have my suspicions about anxiety. And I, I've often said that there's three behaviors that we have to develop in kids. One of them is respect. The other one is responsibility. And the third one is compliance. Now, everyone has to be responsible for something. The question is, when do you start making kids responsible? When do you do it? When a kid is two years old and he, and he tears all the toys out of the toy box and throws them all over the floor, is he responsible to pick them up? The answer is yes, and he, he should pick them up with supervision and help from you, the parent. He should. And, that's, and he shouldn't get anything else until he does pick it up, and, re, and that would be regardless of the tantrum. Now, there are some age-appropriate chores that kids can do at two or three years old. One of them is picking up their playthings. The other one is they can assist you in making their bed. That's just a basic chore. Now, is the bed going to be made perfectly? No. But they're at least going to help you do it. And they're going to get the idea that it's something that they need to do as they grow older. Some of the family chores that a kid could do. A little kid, two years old, take dirty laundry to the laundry basket. Maybe give the dog water. Something along those lines. And as they get older, they make their bed with less help from you. They pick up their toys with less help from you. Maybe now they're five or six, they can set the table with supervision. Maybe they could involve themselves in food preparation with mom or dad. 
then they have to feed the dog. Maybe they have to sort laundry. And they get a little older, and they got to make their bed every day. They have to groom themselves, brush teeth, comb hair, things like that. Maybe they could start doing a little vacuuming or dusting or something like that around the house. Does this start to sound like too much? Well, it's not, and they, they could fold laundry with you. Other chores at 8 years old to 11 years old, they keep their bedroom clean. They're responsible for homework. And I'm sure that if you really gave this some thought, you would come up with a lot of things that a kid 8 to 11 years old could do. But here's what happens. We don't ask them to do enough. We don't hold them accountable. We don't ask them to be responsible because it's too difficult for us as parents to teach them how to do those things. So what we do is we end up doing, them, doing those things for them. And in doing so, we communicate to that child that you're not capable of doing them. Now, do you think that responsibilities are going to become greater uh, when they grow older? Of course they are. They're going to have much greater responsibilities as they grow older, of course. They're going to be responsible for a lot of things when they become teenagers. And you know what? We may end up taking care of some of those things, too. We may take care of some of those things, too. And that may include getting them out of trouble when they get themselves in trouble. Depending on who we are and whether or not we need to uh, help that kid learn a lesson. Because we don't want him in trouble. We don't want him or her to experience any discomfort when there has to be a certain amount of discomfort, a certain amount of stress, and a certain amount of anxiety for them to survive in life. Now, the kid turned 17. He was never given the opportunity to participate in family chores or personal chores. We've done it all for him. He has his driver's license. Maybe we get him out of a couple of jams. Maybe we help him out in school. And all of a sudden, he's getting ready to go to college. And we as parents will sit and wring our hands because we will full well understand that we didn't do enough to prepare that kid to live independently. That's what will happen. And this kid will have an anxiety attack because he now realizes that he's going to be, or she, I keep saying he, it's he or she, is going to enter a world that they're not, to, they're not prepared to enter. They don't understand what responsibility looks like. And they get anxious because now... There's much greater responsibility that they 
they're involved with, and they don't even know how to make a bed. You want to know how kids get anxious? We do too much for them. And then when they have to do it on their own, they develop that feeling in the pit of their stomach, and they look for someone to do things for them. And when we do everything for our kids, guess what? They're going to have a whole lot of trouble when mom and dad aren't around. So at any level, at any level, it could be four or five, if you're not encouraging kids to, to participate in family activities, family chores, and contributing to the family, and you're not helping them become capable in those areas, as they move forward and you give them more responsibility, they're going to get anxious because they haven't completed their responsibilities at lower levels. That's why you have teenagers, they wake up, you know, and they go to school, their bed is unmade, the, the room is a mess, they've got food and everything in there. Okay, and, you know, people will say, well, they're going to grow out of that. They may grow out of it, but they never ever had the job of taking care of it. Initially. People get anxious when they have to do things that they haven't done before. Kids will get anxious. But if they've never done anything, the anxiety levels are going to be higher. And if we've done everything for them, they're always going to look to try and find someone to do things for them as they grow older. Responsibility and anxiety are related. Now, you could have people that are overly responsible, too, and that can create anxiety where they do everything for everybody, and sometimes I think that's some parents. They're so overly responsible that they take care of their kids at such a level that the kids never learned how to take care of themselves. Now, what happens? People grow up, they get older, they look back, and they get mad at their parents. The same parents that did everything, and that's why parents will say, I've done everything for this kid. You have. And that was maybe the mistake. Then they look back and they say, my, you know, my father never taught me that. My mother never taught me that. Mom and dad were running around taking you to soccer games, making dinner for you, doing things for you, helping you... Um, you know, get into college, helping you with your schoolwork, all manner of different things, and probably, you know, taking care of the house, too. And you didn't have to do anything. And your life, the, the, the life was so cushy that the minute that any responsibility came along, you got anxious. This is my, these are my thoughts now, so understand what I'm saying, and think about it. Responsibility and anxiety. There is a relationship between the two. Don't do everything for your kids. Give them the opportunity to experience some discomfort. A little bit of anxiety is okay. 
You're not going to take it away. It needs to be experienced at certain points. And once they experience it once or twice, and they get, get a handle on what it feels like, and they move through it, and then they get a little older, and they move through it again, what they're going to find out and what they're going to develop is something that I call emotional equity because everything isn't, you see, emotional equity is the, well, let's look at situational reactive disorder first. Situational reactive disorder is singular one-time events that a kid hasn't had time to rehearse for. He doesn't know what to do, so he reacts. Sound familiar? Certain kids just never had time to rehearse for certain things. So they react in those situations or they get anxious. So they never develop emotional equity. In other words, they never experienced an emotion or a feeling or uh, anything okay, that would uh, communicate to their body that they're, in, that they're in distress or have discomfort. The distress and the discomfort will pass and they have to find their way through it, and we have to help them as parents find their way through that emotion. And if we don't, what happens is they start to experience it at much higher levels when they're older. That's when they could turn to a substance to salve that nagging feeling in the pit of their stomach. And make no mistake about it, kids will discover you know, that, you know, too much was done for them and they wish that they will always wish that their parents held them more responsible. Anxiety, yes, it's a condition. It's a horrible feeling, but we can help young children work their way through it just by being a little bit responsible and communicating to them that you are capable, you can contribute, and you are connected to a family that loves you, and that's why we're making you and helping you become more responsible. My name is Jim Burns. You've been listening to Anti-Bullying 101. Thank you for listening. Please go to my website, www.bullyproofclassroom.com. You'll love the site. There's courses there. There's material there. There's free stuff there. We've got a um, free a unit plan on resilience that's there. Sign up for that. You can have that delivered to your... Uh, you'll, it's an immediate download. You'll have it in two seconds. Get that. Let's do what we can to help these kids. Let's do what we can. That, that's what I truly, I truly want because kids ultimately become adults. And when you start to experience anxiety as an adult, it's no fun. It's no fun. My name is Jim Burns. Thanks for listening to Anti-Bullying 101.